This month marks a year of me boycotting Target for selling chest compressors to gender-confused girls. And uh, this year, they're back and more queer than ever as they usher in Pride Month, pushing the trans madness even on babies. So we'll get into all that. But first, I've got some encouragement for women, all women, but especially those of you who are not mothers. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout for a discount. That's GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Uh, My husband and I spent most of the weekend in California. We were kind of jet setting. We were in Florida for a little bit and then we went to California and we had lots of amazing friends that we stayed with along the way. Man, California is so beautiful. It is probably the most beautiful state one of the most beautiful states in the union. You've got Hawaii, you've got Washington, you've got Oregon, who all have very picturesque parts of them. But gosh, California brings so much like aesthetic diversity and activity diversity. I mean, you can you can ski, you can go to the beach, all that good stuff, but it truly is so beautiful and it is such a shame. It is such a shame that it has been colonized by insane progressive policies that make it almost for some people, not everyone, but unlivable. Now, I'm very thankful to the people, to those of you who are sane, who have decided to stake out there and you've decided to stay and you are infusing light in a very dark place. From my understanding, whenever I talk to people, you know, conservative Christians that live there and I'm like, how do you do it? How do you stay there? How are you not just in constant I don't know, a state of just kind of stress about the policies and also just the way of living there. And they say, look, if you have a strong faith community, which Christians in the state of California, many of them do, then it makes all the difference. Like that kind of becomes your world. And yes, of course, there are many evangelistic opportunities there. But when you have your strong faith community and you're surrounded by other people who are also sane and who also know right from wrong, light from darkness, and most importantly, the gospel of Christ, like that is what keeps you anchored. And that's what motivates you to be a light in the darkness. And I can really appreciate that as someone who grew up in the Bible Belt it, there are, I think, immense benefits to that. There are immense benefits to cultural Christianity, even though cultural Christianity doesn't save you in the sense that you can believe some Christian things, but unless you believe Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him, that's not salvific, but there are still benefits to the policies that we put in place that affects the way of life for people. And so, It was great growing up in the Bible Belt, but I can appreciate also living in a state that is so just systemically godless. I mean, I'm talking from the top down, just looking at the legislation when it comes to abortion and gender and even just economic policy and places like that. I can appreciate um, being a light in the darkness and kind of being on the margins of society in a particular state and really feeling so much solace and camaraderie with your fellow believers there, and also how that kind of grows in you in anticipation for the day when there will be no more sin and no more sorrow. It kind of creates a good godly discontentment with the ways of the world and a good reminder that this world is not our home. And also, I get why people stay there because the weather is amazing. The weather is amazing. I grew up in Texas, and in North Texas, I didn't realize that People didn't have to like go in their closet every week because of a tornado warning. And we get eaten, you know, we got eaten by mosquitoes every week. There are beautiful parts and there are great parts of Texas, but I understand why people stay in California. So anyway, we got a lot of things to talk about today. We got this Target stuff that I want to touch on and explain celebrating my anniversary of not going to Target for an entire year that's been very difficult. But I did just want to say one thing before we get into the news. And this is in light of Mother's Day. We've already spent a lot of time on this podcast 
honoring mothers, honoring motherhood. That's not just something that we do once a year. That's something that we do all the time. I had my mom on last week. You should go listen to Thursday's episode. I think you'll be very encouraged and edified by her, no matter what stage of motherhood that you're in. But this is a message that I have in light of Mother's Day for those of you who are not mothers. You're not mothers yet, or you're not going to be a mother. That's just not a plan that God had for you, or maybe God hasn't even planned for you to be married. And so the day is difficult. Maybe you have a strained relationship with your mother, whether it's, or maybe it's infertility, whatever it is. For whatever reason, Mother's Day is hard for you. For whatever reason that you don't have children, I do want to give a message of encouragement and just a reminder to you. And this is also a, a reminder, yes, for mothers to make sure that we are keeping our priorities straight. I think that in reaction to the culture's degradation of the family, the culture's degradation of male and female, of femininity, and uh, the toxic mommy culture that we talk about so much, our reaction as Christians can be to overemphasize the importance of motherhood. And I certainly felt like this growing up in the church, that marriage and childbearing is when your life really starts. And every stage before that is really just a waiting period that you're just kind of, yeah, you're keeping yourself busy doing other things. Maybe you're providing for yourself because you have to, but your life doesn't really start. You don't really start to reap God's blessings. You can't really start to lead a biblical life until you find the person that you're going to marry and you start having children. Look, that's simply not true. It's not true. The highest calling for a woman is not motherhood. That is a very high calling. It's a sacred calling, I think. I mean, we see that biblically. We see how motherhood is talked about, how it's honored, and how um, multiplying and bearing children is seen continually, consistently throughout Scripture as a blessing. I mean, the stories that we see of mothers and how they love their children, I think there's a reason why they are held up and why they're emphasized so much. They're great examples of expectation and trust and and the privilege that it is to mother children. But we do not see that this is the highest calling for a woman. The highest calling for a woman is also the highest calling for a man, and that is to glorify God. That is your highest calling as a woman. And that starts right now. That doesn't start when you get married. That doesn't start when you have kids. You don't start getting to be obedient. You don't get to start being a member of the household of God, a useful tool or a useful part of the body of Christ or um, a vessel for uh, glorification and the gospel when you get married or when you have children. That starts right now. In whatever stage God has put you in. So whether you are single, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, whether you have children or not, your life starts right now. I actually think it is a trick of the devil to overemphasize marriage and and childbearing so much that you think that you can't be the fullest expression of a Christian right now. That you think that you are like half a woman or that you think that you are only partly a Christian, or that you think that you will never find true fulfillment or true satisfaction or true contentment until you reach those stages of your life. That is a trick of Satan to keep you unsatisfied, to keep you insecure, to keep you held back. And it is simply not true. Whatever stage of life, whatever stage of womanhood, whatever stage of relationship status you are in right now, now is your opportunity to live that abundant life that Christ has secured for you to the fullest. Maybe one day you will get married. Maybe one day you will have children and that will be wonderful. But your highest calling as a woman, whether you get married or have children or not, is to follow the Lord with reckless abandon and to love him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. At the end of the day, your fulfillment is not going to come from your spouse. It is not going to come from your children. While those things are so joy-inducing and happiness-giving and satisfaction-offering, you guys know how much I value all of those things so much. That's not it, though. Like That's not when you will finally come to a place of fully being godly or satisfied or fulfilled or whatever. 
That fulfillment can happen right now because Christ is enough for you. Your husband will never be enough for you. Your kids will never be enough for you. Your career, money, those things will never be enough for you. If you are waiting for some day or some stage of life when you can finally fully be happy, you will never fully be happy. That happiness is found right now. It is found in Christ because he is just as enough for you right now as he will be in 10 years. He is just as enough for you with this salary that you have, with this number of kids that you have, with this stage of life that you're in as he will be when you're in another stage with another salary, with another number of kids, whatever it is, he is just as sufficient for you right now. And I was struck by this passage for a variety of reasons. It's Luke 11, Jesus is teaching and in verse 27, it says, And Jesus said these, as Jesus said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, but he said, this is what Jesus says in response. And he gives lots of responses like this that you're like, why did you say this? That, you know, it might seem like a kind of a rude rebuttal, but he says, uh, But Jesus said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So you understand why this woman is like, oh my gosh, look at this amazing man. I don't know if there's an understanding that he was God made flesh, but he realized, she realized his teaching is incredible. The miracles that he is performing, wow, outstanding. Imagine being his mom. She must be so proud. So blessed be Mary is what she's saying. And instead of him saying, yeah, you know what? Blessed is my mom. Blessed is Mary. He doesn't do that. And I understand this is going to make my Catholic friends and fans uncomfortable. That's not the primary point that I'm trying to make right now, although I do think it's something for you to consider that Jesus has the opportunity right now to elevate his mother, to elevate Mary, to venerate Mary. And he doesn't even take the, he, Jesus himself, does not take the opportunity. He says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Whether you are a mother or not, whatever stage of life you are in, blessed rather, even more, even more than the mother of Jesus, he says, more blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. You are not more blessed as a mother than the person is who hears the word of God and keeps it, who has not been blessed yet or will not be blessed by children. And so let us look to scripture when we want to look at our priorities. Now, I've talked about before, if you are Christian and you are married, I think there are very, 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 very few biblical reasons not to have kids. I don't think um, not wanting kids is a good biblical reason. I don't think that wanting to travel, I don't think that seeing your career is your calling, I don't think that the inconvenience of having kids, I don't think that those are biblical reasons not to have kids. So you guys know how important I think this is. But if that is not something God has given you for whatever reason, understand that our fulfillment, our highest calling, according to Jesus himself, is hearing the word of God and keeping it, living a life that is in tune with the Holy Spirit and is obedient to God. And that starts right now. All right. I just wanted to encourage you in that because look, I know Mother's Day can be hard for a lot of different reasons for a lot of different people. I can't touch on all of the what ifs, all of the reasons why it might be difficult, but I know it's difficult for those of you who are not moms in some ways, if, especially if you want to be. And so just remember that your highest calling starts right now, not whenever you have kids. All right, let me pause. Let me tell you about our first sponsor for the day. Then we'll get into all this Target stuff. That is Carly Jean Los Angeles. All right, guys. So I got to meet Carly Jean in the flash over the weekend. My husband and I did. We met her and her husband. They're amazing people. All right. They are godly people. They share the values that you and I do. They're pro-life. They're unashamed of that kind of stuff. And not only that, but they make Carly Jean. She has the most amazing clothes at Carly Jean Los Angeles. They really make me feel beautiful, if I can say that, in every stage of my life. Right now, I'm wearing my Carly Jean Los Angeles. I've got this cute dress on. I've got this cute sweater on. And like most of their stuff, 
I can wear this when I'm not pregnant, I am right now, or when I'm postpartum or when I am pregnant. Almost all of their clothes fit exactly like that. Probably my favorite um, my favorite item or kind of item that they sell is their jeans. They're stretchy, but they're also, they don't lose their shape and they're really flattering. I just love all of their clothes. I, I wear pretty much Carly Jean Los Angeles exclusively because I truly, truly love their products. They've got a basics line also that is entirely made in the U.S., which is pretty incredible. Entirely made in the U.S. And if you use my code, Allie Basics, in any of their basics line, you get 25% off. So use code Allie Basics and you'll get 25% off anything in the basics line, all made in the U.S. Go to CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com. Use promo code Allie Basics for 25% off CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, promo code AllieBasics. All right, Target, Target being Target. So May 10th, 2022, I can't believe it's only been a year. It feels like five years. It feels like five years since I announced this. May 10th, 2022, I announced that I would no longer be shopping at Target. Now, some of you have been boycotting Target for a long time. I think they made a statement about being pro-transgenderism back in, I don't know, 2012 or something like that. I just wasn't even aware enough back then to hop on that train. And then by the time I was aware enough, I think I just didn't, re I still didn't realize exactly what Target supported. But last year, they went a step too far for me. At least this was the first time that I noticed the kinds of items that they were selling in the name of Pride Month. And they were selling these compression tops for girls, for girls and women. I think they had adult models, but they were the colors and everything. It was obviously targeted to probably teen girls. Compression tops, if you don't know, it's for girls who are confused and they want to identify as or present as the opposite sex. And so they want to press their breasts down in order to look like they have a male chest. And I don't know, there are just so few things more grotesque than that more depraved than that, more evil than that, encouraging young girls, like advertising to young girls that yes, your body is bad. Yes, your breasts are disgusting. Yes, this part of you is something to be embarrassed about. And if you're confused about this, we're here to help. We're just going to hide this part of your body for you. We're going to make it really easy. You can purchase this without your parents' knowledge. We'll put it in all these fun rainbow colors. And you can pretend to be something that you're not. And these compression tops, by the way, similar to, not as strong as, but similar to the chest binders that these young women who want to present as men use, um, they can be very dangerous for you. They're obviously really tight. They're not the same as like a sports bra. And so it can deform your breast. It can make it difficult to breathe, which obviously has some health implications. The chest binders can actually deform your ribs. There have been cases, especially these detransitioners talk about this, how the ribs actually break and they make it very painful. And sometimes this is actually why these young women end up getting the double mastectomies to look like the opposite sex, because the double mastectomy is more comfortable than wearing these chest binders and these compression tops. But the compression top is typically the first step when it comes to transition. And then it goes to the chest binder and then it goes to the double mastectomy. And there are all kinds of adverse health outcomes when it comes to cutting off healthy breasts. I mean, it's major surgery, but also you can't ever rectify that. And that's the story that we see from so many of these detransitioners who realized I had one on my show. Her name was Sophie. We'll link the episode, one of my most popular episodes ever, because her testimony is just gut-wrenching, but also just a reminder of the redemption that God has in store for those that he loves. But um, she realized the second that she had a double mastectomy, I think she was 20 years old, she looked in the mirror and she regretted it. And she realized, I will never be a man. And I just heard a story this morning from, I think it's called Transition Justice on Instagram, this young woman 
who talked about the dangers, not of just of these compression tops, but also just the social transition that is actually before the compression tops, before typically the changing of the outfits, the actual presenting fully as the opposite sex, you start telling your friends, you start telling your family, and they start affirming you. They start using male pronouns, and they start calling you by your male name. They start saying, yes, you are a boy. You've always been a boy. All of these ridiculous things that aren't true. The social affirmation is then what conditions you into thinking, oh, okay, this is getting me attention. This is getting me celebration. This makes me feel euphoric. This makes me feel really good. I've really got to conform to this identity that I've presented and that other people are affirming back to me. And so no longer are the compression tops enough. No longer are the chest binders enough. You want to be a real man. And so you get the double mastectomy. Sometimes we've, we saw at Kaiser Permanente in Oakland, California, as young as 12 freaking years old. 12 freaking years old. So we're talking about minors, but a lot of times we're talking about young women in their 20s. They get their breasts completely cut off. And then they look in the mirror thinking, I'm finally going to feel like a man. I'm really going to feel like that person that people have been calling me. And then they realize what Sophie told us in our conversation. Shoot, I still don't look like a full man. Like, I still have hips. I still have curves in my stomach. My shoulders aren't broad enough. My jaw isn't chiseled enough. I still don't have an Adam's apple. I'll still, I still sound, which all of these women who try to transition into being men, they do. They have a very distinct voice. It's not actually a masculine voice. It almost sounds automated. It sounds very gravelly. You can tell that testosterone has artificially lowered their voice to sound basically like a woman that's trying to speak in a low register. And they realize in a lot of these cases, wow, I will never fully actually be a man. Even if you get what's called bottom surgery and you get this fake phallus and all of this, like it doesn't function. It causes so many complications. And then it's too late. You will never look like what you did before. You'll never be able, if you realize and you try to detransition, and God, I pray that you would protect those who do. And I pray that you would if you are thinking about detransitioning, because I mean, at the very least, you are living not by a lie by presenting as you actually biologically are. But the truth is, they will never get that body back. They'll never get those years back that they tried to be something that they're not. And all the people around them thought it was loving to lie about them. And they'll never be able to breastfeed a child. They realize, okay, I'm not a man. I have this amazing, miraculous biological capacity to have children. If you are even able to have children because the cross-sex hormones and in some cases the puberty blockers render you sterile for the rest of your life, even if you are able to have a child, you can't ever breastfeed that child, which I understand a lot of women don't or a lot of women can't, but you should have the chance. You should have the option. You shouldn't not be able to breastfeed because this doctor who only cared about money lopped off your mammary gland so that you're never able to do that. It's cruel. It's wicked. These doctors absolutely should go to prison. And the people around them who shamed or who uh, rather the people around them who affirmed them in the name of love should be ashamed of themselves. You should. And I know that the that the intention was probably good. Maybe the intention was compassion, but I think in a lot of cases, the intention really of people who affirm people who are trying to be the opposite sex is fear. It's not love. It's not compassion. It's not sympathy. It's not even pity. It's fear. You're scared. You're scared not to lie. You're scared to tell the truth because you don't want to be called a bigot. It's actually more self-serving than it is loving to affirm all of these delusions. So Anyway, there's a lot of consequences to this. Target selling these compression tops to young girls is leading them down a path of destruction that they will never fully be able to get off. God can do anything, but the body is maimed. The body is mutilated. The body will never be able to function the same. Again, that's criminal. That's cruel. And thank God like for those who become believers like God will restore their body like there is a beautiful redemption of the body that happens one day within Christianity so there is absolutely hope there but this chopping up this butchering of the body that starts with the social affirmation that goes to these compression tops that goes to all the different stages that we just talked about I mean there's just nothing more wicked so I had to boycott because there are a few things I think less worthy of celebration 
than telling someone that they are the opposite sex, that they can be the opposite sex. It is so insanely satanic. It was just too much for me. Now, when it comes to boycotts, I, like, I don't judge people who still shop at Target, okay? Because I have friends who believe the same things I do. They still shop at Target. Because I still shop at some places that I know don't align with my values. I do. And, and so I, like, I'm not puritanical on this. I think people have to pick their battles. I think it's awesome if you boycott all companies that don't align with your values. I don't do that. I pick and choose. There are some companies that I, um, that I have chosen not to shop at. There's a, a list and Target is on that list because they are affirming something that I just think is too dark and too grotesque. And I just can't be a part of it. And I think a, a lot of it also was that I was spending a lot of money at Target. So it's one thing if you shop somewhere every now and then. But I was, you know, Target is like, it's, it's, it's like an activity for a lot of moms. You go in there, you think you're only going to pick up one thing. And then it turns into this whole like afternoon activity that you spend way too much money on. And the stuff that you get there, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I like Chip and JoJo, I do. And their stuff is probably like the most enticing stuff in there. But you're spending so much money on stuff that doesn't, it doesn't last. It doesn't last like the other things do, especially the clothes that you get there. I mean, they're cute, you get them, they're easy, they're, you know, fairly priced and all of that. But I mean, they're not great clothes. So it wasn't worth it for me. The equation didn't work out. I was wasting time. I was wasting money there. And I was spending time and money on an entity that is fighting against all of the things I believe in and fighting for all the things I don't believe in. So it's been a year. I have not shopped once at Target. There have been times when I'm like, oh, I really need to run in. I just need to get a gift. I need to get some flowers. I need to get some diapers. There's been some times where I've been basically like in the middle of nowhere or I've been in a different city where I want to door dash something and Target seems like the only place and I haven't. So thank God I have stayed strong in this boycott. And I'm not saying that, oh, now Target is, you know, I've just crashed all their sales and now they're going to change their mind. Obviously, that's not what has happened because now they're doubling down on all of this. But really, it's just for me. Um, it's just an individual choice that I made. And I'm very, I'm very glad that I did. And I'll encourage you to as well. I mean, again, you have to pick and choose your battles and decide what you want to do. But I do encourage you to and to think about just the implications of all of this. So last year, they did the compression tops. They also sold things like packing, packing briefs. Okay. So that's where, again, girls will wear like boy underwear and then stick like a prosthetic penis in there, make it look like they are a boy. It's, again, just so disgusting. This was a limited um, collaboration they did last year with a company called Tomboy X. And then also they um, had something called Tucking Underwear, which is for men or boys who are trying to identify as the opposite sex to try to hide their genitalia so they look more like a woman or girl. So again, just disgusting. I mean, this is actually causing body dysmorphia. This isn't healing body dysmorphia. This is causing you to look in the mirror and see something that you're not, which again, just leads you down this path of destruction to try to conform your physical body with the delusions that you have in your mind. Um, so that's what was happening last year. And then also uh, this year, they have decided to double down. And they have decided to release all kinds of uh, interesting paraphernalia and clothing items, not just for adults, not just for teens, but also for young children, for babies. So I'm going to show you some of those in just a second. It's really quite something. Let me tell you about our next sponsor. That is Relief Band. All right, moms, those of you who are pregnant right now, you are probably suffering some form of nausea, especially if you're in the first trimester, or maybe you're someone who gets nauseous from um, motion sickness or travel anxiety or whatever it is, but maybe you're more on the natural side and you're tired of taking Zofran or whatever it is to try to keep the nausea at bay. You should try 
a drug-free solution, and that is Relief Band. Relief Band is a band that you wear on your wrist. And when you're nauseous, um, it will... It will stimulate a nerve in your wrist that then communicates to your brain that then tells your stomach to stop being nauseous. So it keeps the nausea at bay bay with a totally drug-free solution. And so um, it's also the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting. Also, like migraines, chemotherapy, things like that. It can be really, really effective. So go to reliefband.com slash Allie. Use my promo code Allie for 20% off plus free shipping. R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com slash Allie. Use code Allie for 20% off plus free shipping. Reliefband.com slash Allie. Code Allie. All right. So let's look at some of this stuff. Unsurprisingly, the human rights campaign, which isn't really about human rights, it's kind of like the ACLU is now. Um, The ACLU isn't about civil liberties. It's just about promoting a left-wing agenda, especially when it comes to sexual perversion and gender confusion. And so a human rights campaign recognizes Target for meeting all the criteria to earn a 100% rating on the Corporate Equality Index for the 10th consecutive year. We talked about the Corporate Equality Index or the CEI score when we talked to James Lindsay, and he explained that that's why companies like Bud Light choose someone like Dylan Mulvaney, even though that's not their customer base at all. It's because they actually care more about this CEI criteria. And then also, as we've talked about in the in the past, like the ESG score from the World Economic Forum, all of that, they care more about these things because there are privileges and benefits attached to this than they do sales in a lot of cases, than they do actually pleasing their customers. And because a lot of people at Target and these big corporations are just they're either just cowards, like they don't actually believe anything themselves. I think that's true probably when it comes to the executive leadership at Disney. I don't think that JPEG or Iger were like ideological or are ideological leftists. I don't think they're like, ooh, yay, transgenderism. I just think they're weak. I think they are probably void of any real moral compass and they're going to go the way the wind blows. I think that's typically how it starts. They're just kind of easily bullied and pressured by the kind of manipulative language that is used by these activist groups. And then you also start hiring the activists like in the in the way of DEI, you start hiring some of these LGBTQ, not just identifying people, but real activists that then start the branch of the corporation that inflict these kinds of policies that say we are going to promote this agenda to the nth degree. So I'm sure that is what's happened with Target, just as what's happened with most major corporations. And Target, of course, is really proud of all of these collaborations, which is why they are putting out the products um, that they are that they are this year, which I'll say in just a second. But let me just point out also that over the past over the past year, Target has seen a 28 de- 28% decrease in their stock value. Now, that is probably because I personally was spending so much money at Target that when I stopped, they were like, oh my gosh, we have lost Almost a third of our sales this year because Ali Stuckey has stopped shopping with us. But maybe there are some other reasons too. So this is via Google. So uh, for comparison, Walmart stock went up 3% in the last year. Amazon stock decreased by 0.5%. But Target stock decreased sharply last year, mid-May, and then remained lower all year. This is according to New York Post. Target stock's sharp decline came following an unexpected low first quarter in 2022 earnings report. The article attributes this to inflation and separate supply chain issues, but other similar companies like Walmart and Amazon have rebounded as shown above. And Target has not rebounded. So they had a sharp drop May of last year, and then they've stayed low for the past year. I do think that's interesting. I don't know for sure if that has anything to do with the kind of values that they've been pushing, this kind of grotesque agenda. Um, But I do think that it is interesting. Their net earnings dropped 60% from 2021 to 2022, $6.95 billion in 2021 to $2.78 billion in 2022. So that was before, of course, last year when we talked about all of this. Now, it might also be because like uh, Target is not 
expanding to some of the areas that we've seen. We've seen such an increase in crime and shoplifting and all of that. And so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Maybe they've stopped expanding as much as they were in the past, or maybe they had to close down some stores. But again, I'm not sure that that explains things because Walmart apparently has not seen the same drop. So it doesn't seem like they matter or that they care. It doesn't seem like it matters very much to them that sales are dropping so much. They don't seem to attribute that to their pushing of LGBTQ stuff, especially trans stuff, or they just don't really care because, as we said, they care more about their score. Um, They continue to add children's books that are pushing not just, oh, I have two dads or, oh, I have two moms, but being able to change your sex, again, in very violent and grotesque ways. For example, they have a book called Bye Bye Binary, and uh, the book synopsis is, is it a boy or a girl? What's it to ya? Our little bundle of joy has arrived to dismantle gender norms. So this is a baby book that is presenting a child with confusion at a very young age. Age, which is really the most unloving thing you can do. So we've talked about before, kids are desperate for boundaries. They're desperate for des- uh, for definitions. They really want clarity. They want rules. I see that in my own kids. Like they're looking, they're, well, first of all, they're testing the limits all the time. They want to see like what you'll say no to, what they can do, what they can't do, what's right and what's wrong. But they also really want to know like what's male and what's female, what attributes are normal to dads, what attributes are normal to moms. And you really don't have to verbally teach them most of this stuff. They just know. They pick up on it. They understand that typically girls have long hair and boys typically have shorter hair. They just know all this stuff very intuitively. And I think it's very important that we affirm a lot of these basic distinctions, not just so they can orient themselves in the world safely, because look, interactions between men and women, especially as children, are not the same. Like there is a reason to be more on guard if a man approaches you as a child versus a woman. Like there is a reason for that. Those kind of intuitive Uh, those intuitive kind of fears and desire to put people in categories and to be able to assess a person based on what they look like and put them in the category of male or female or Grammy and Papa, mom and dad, all those things I think is so important, not just for safety and understanding context and the way the world works since the world is so big and new to them, but also in understanding themselves oh, I am a girl, I am a boy. This means this, this means that. This means I will grow up to be a woman one day. This means I can be a mom one day or I am going to grow up to be a man one day like daddy. That means I can be a dad one day. All of those things are so important to their sense of self and healthy development. So feeding this confusion right away, saying there are no rules, there are no distinctions, putting this massive responsibility on them to say you decide what your gender is and your body gives you no clues at all society gives you no clues. Sorry, mom and dad aren't going to give you any clues either. That's evil. That's the worst form of parenting. We've talked about before that 60 Minutes special on uh, raising babies. And it's just parents. They're parents using kids as accessories. Parents using kids as vessels for their ideology and really affirmation for themselves. It really makes these parents feel better if they're raising their kid in a new gender neutral way. Another book, kids book that they've got is the pronoun book. Um, They've got lots of little board books like this. And of course, you know, if you're a parent, especially that board books are for babies. And so it's always this ugly artwork too. The people always look so weird. And this is all, it's not just a degradation of truth. It's not just a degradation of the biological binary. It's a degradation of beauty. That's what all of this is. So my mom sent me some pictures the other day. She was in Target. She has not hopped on my Target boycott, I guess. Um, But she was in there getting something and she took a picture of the kids section. All right. So here's a picture. I've got it up. If you're watching on YouTube, I do recommend watching this episode on YouTube because we've got a lot of things for you to look at. And so we've got this wretchedly ugly shirt in the background. I mean, it's just literally objectively ugly, even without what it says. It says trans people will always exist. We've got this green jumpsuit that looks like you pump someone's gas. And then we've got this little kid's jumpsuit, which I guess is cute. It's got a rainbow on it. And then we've got the 
Um, we've got like a dress, which I would say a little girl's dress, but I'm sure that they would be fine with this for a little boy. And then it's got like the checkered pride flag colors on it, which is no longer just a rainbow. I mean, that would have been the rainbow. Of course, it has six colors instead of like the actual rainbow, which is seven colors. I think that there is an important, uh, important distinction there. But the pride flag now includes this hideous black and brown, which I still don't understand. Is someone's skin color, does that have to do with someone's sexual proclivities or them thinking that they're the opposite sex? So just like a reminder that Pride Now, Pride Month, Pride Flags, Pride Night for the NHL or the NFL or whatever, it doesn't, it's not just, hey, I think that love is love or hey, which is, has always been a stupid circular argument anyway and has always been a slippery slope for all kinds of depravity. It, 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 it's what set the it's what set the foundation for trans women are women. It's all circular. You don't have to define what love is. You don't have to define what a woman is. If you just have these kind of circular reasonings, and then you see the consequences the consequences of that um, later on. If love is love, then all forms of lust are love, and you could probably just deduce what the issue with that would be. But anyway, so now the trans flag and all of the or the pride flag and all this stuff includes the idea that you can be the opposite sex. It includes the idea of double mastectomies and chemical castration of minors. It includes like this experimentation that we are seeing on kids who are often autistic, who often are sexually abused, who often have been groomed into this kind of identity, this kind of life. Um, it includes the glorification of that. So when you're supporting this pride stuff, you're supporting that too. You're not just supporting what you think is like the innocuous part of the sexual revolution, which is just that two men can be dads or two women can be moms together, which as I've talked about is also immoral and wrong. Um, but it's not just that anymore. It's, in, it's now the embracing of a dystopian a dystopian concept of being able to identify as the sex that you're not. We've got another little t-shirt up here, queer, 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 pink t-shirt with queer all over it. Um, we've also got some onesies. We've got a little yellow onesie that says, let me see, it says, bien proud. Okay, ugly. Again, it's got the new pride flag colors on it. So this is for a baby. We've got another baby pride onesie right there. And we've got the pride kids people short sleeve. So I again, you're not supposed to be able to tell what sex these people actually are. And we blurred out the face because we assume that this is a child or a minor that is probably modeling this. And I just, even though their parents are willing to exploit them in this way, I am not. But um, it's got like the disgusting artwork. Again, just such ugly artwork in our modern era of these, I don't know, gender neutral looking people. Um, and then, of course, promoting all forms of LGBTQ. We've got a what looks ostensibly like a woman wearing a shirt saying, um, busy thinking about girls. Okay. And then we've got another shirt that says cure transphobia, not trans people. Would love to know exactly what this means. What, like, what exactly do you mean cure transphobia? Stop the belief that humans have had for all of existence that there is a biological and important and even social distinction between a man and a woman and a girl and a boy. You're not going to cure that. You're never going to be able to stop that. Not trans people. Okay, but I would like, I think these people like should be helped. I think that whatever the bad, whatever the reason is, as we've talked about before, I don't think it's gender dysphoria that's behind most people today who think they're the opposite sex. I think for guys, it's mostly pornography and sexual perversion. I think for girls, it's usually a history of sexual abuse. I think a lot of times, again, they're on the autism spectrum. I think there are a lot of mental health issues that underlie the idea that you are the opposite sex that are actually are not gender dysphoria, not even autogonophilia. I think it's a lot of confusion, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, and in a lot of cases, perversion. But um, so I do think still, though, that they should get care. But I think the care should be as should manifest itself by healing the mind and helping the mind reconcile with the reality of the body, not trying to maim the body. 
to affirm the delusions of the mind, obviously. And there's no such thing, like there's no such thing as a trans person. Like there's not, there's not. You can't be the opposite sex. You can't be the opposite gender. Gender and sex are not actually different. Like you can stop using the word gender. There's, that's fine. There's a debate about whether gender is even real, but really they're interchangeable. Okay, when we say gender, we mean sex. Sex is not a spectrum. There's there's nothing confusion about it. Don't use intersex people to try to justify your confusion. Intersex intersex has nothing to do with transgenderism. Has nothing to do with transgenderism. And they're still actually male or female. Just because they have some kind of anomaly that is either some kind of hormonal anomaly, sometimes it's a chromosomal, most times it's a chromosomal anomaly, it's like 0.02% of the population. It doesn't mean that gender is a spectrum or that you can identify as the opposite sex. Just because there are some people born with one leg doesn't mean human beings aren't bipeds. So stupid how I, and sad how intersex people are like hoisted up as this representation of transgenderism. They're not transgender. It's not possible to be the opposite sex. You can lie to yourself, you can lie to other people, you can wear different clothes, you can change your body, you can change your name, you can change your voice. You can do all of those things. Like you were born what you will die as. You will die what you were born as. So again, not really sure what this means. Uh, We've got another shirt with a bunch of ugly figures on it with different, it says they, them, she, her, all these people are laying there naked for some reason. So friggin' weird. And I also want to know, like, why did disabled people get thrown into this? Like, why is there a person on a wheelchair in this shirt? It's it's just how they, like, lump in as many victim groups as possible to give them more and more credibility. So they can say, oh, if and that's why they put the black and the brown and the, tra- and the pride flag, too. If you're against this, then you're against black and brown people. So you're not just homophobic and transphobic. You're also racist. You're also ableist. Blah, 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 blah. It's all stupid. Um... And uh, okay, I got a video. I'll play you. I'll play this video of this. I don't know influencer on TikTok who is going through some of these things. Here at Target because I heard that their new Pride collection was out. So let's take a look. This is a special swimsuit. It is invented for tucking. Live, laugh, lesbian. Are they amoebas? These don't even look like people. Queer, queer. This right here. These are baby clothes. They say that grooming isn't happening, then why are there pride baby onesies? Trans people will always exist. This is the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. I don't care if you're queer, why would you wear this? This is ugly. Kids go into a a pride parade. You get a little pride skirt for your kid. Super queer. It's It's like a superpower. Honestly, Target, what is going on? This is pretty disgusting. A whole collection for pride. The tucking bathing suit, though. This is something new. I have yet to see a bathing suit that is for tucking. So tucking bathing suit. Again, this is so men and boys can, I'm just going to be graphic, tape their penis down so that it looks flat. Again, like really painful, really mutilating. Same thing with the compression tops. It's a mutilation of the body. It is a rejection of the body that God gave you. This is not affirming someone for who they are. This is telling someone you should be someone else. You are a mistake. That's what it's saying. It's not loving at all. It's not accepting. It's not inclusive. It's not empathetic. It's cruel. It's cruel. Do not go along with it in any way, whether it's using transgender pronouns, the pronouns that you know are wrong, for someone's biology, even if it's in the name of compassion, it's not. Don't try to outlove God by lying. Um, All right. Before I get into the rest of this, got a few more things to say. Let me tell you about our next sponsor for the day, and that is Patriot Mobile. All right. We're talking about spending money uh, at companies, at places that hate us, that don't align with our values. Well, one switch, one easy switch that you can make is to Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider that spends all 
the money that they have to spend on the causes that you and I believe in. So free speech, the right to life, veterans, first responders, they don't hate you. They don't hate your values. They're actually fighting alongside you for the things that we really care about. They also offer really dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area. They also have amazing customer service. Their customer service is all based in the U.S. They make things really, really easy. Just go to patreonmobile.com slash Allie. You'll get free activation when you do if you use offer code Allie. You can also call 878-PATRIOT, patreonmobile.com slash Allie. Use code Allie for that free activation, patreonmobile.com slash Allie, code Allie. Okay, so people are yet again uh, calling for a boycott. Uh, you've got uh, my friend Pedro Gonzalez. He um, tweeted about this. He said, Target is now not only pushing transgenderism on kids, it's explicitly sexualizing children, which is true, which is true, okay? It's weird to wear to wear onesies and to wear kids' shirts that talk about like boys and boys being together and boys and girls being together, okay? That's weird. That is sexual. It is. And I know what people are saying. What would you think about a about a onesie that says little heartbreaker or like whatever? I don't know. Whatever they would call like straight romantic stuff. Okay, first of all, I think that's weird too. I can does that make you feel better? I also think it's weird to like put that kind of idea. A adult idea or identity on a child, whether it's straight, gay, whatever. But I'm not going to pretend like the two things are the same. I'm not. Like, I'm not going to say that promoting LGBTQ stuff and promoting natural relationships and natural marriage are on the same moral plane because they're not. Like, one is life-giving, one's not. One is, as a Christian, according to God's word, one male and one female, one's not. One induces confusion, one it provide stability. So I'm not going to pretend like those things are the same, although I will agree with you. The whole like, oh, I'm a heartbreaker. I'm like, a, a, I have a crush on whatever. I don't know. Weird shirts that maybe you might find at Walmart or Target for kids. I think that's weird too. So I think kids should just be excluded from any of this. And I think it's really freaking weird to make baby clothes that have to do with LGBTQ stuff. Brave Books also pointed this out. Um, that if you're even going to Target, you should probably cover your kid's eyes unless you're ready to have that conversation, unless your kid is ready to have that conversation. Of course, like I would just say, like, don't go on Target at all. Um, it's really sad. It's really sad. And like we've lost our institutions. We've lost these corporations to left wing ideology. It's so funny. Again, I just like see these things. And then you hear the cries from the left, especially those who identify as progressive Christians, of the threat of Christian nationalism and Christian fascist nationalism. Dude, if we lived in a Christian fascist nationalist state, you think Target would still be selling this stuff? You think Bud Light would be choosing Dylan Mulvaney? No, we have an entire infrastructure, an entire system in place. That is in the federal government. It's in our a large part of our military. It's in our intelligence agencies. It's in our public education system. It's in academia. It's in these corporations that not just allows for, but actually encourages the celebration of identifying as the opposite sex, of confusion, of the entirety of the LGBTQ agenda. Every single major institution, not just in America, but most major institutions in the world have been captured by this idea that men and women are interchangeable. And by the way, again, that is the same logic for believing that a relationship between two men, a relationship between two women um, is the same thing as a relationship between a man and a woman. It's the same exact logic. Like you'll get a lot of people, especially people who are conservatives, who are like, oh, I just draw the line to transgenderism because it is um, opposed to reality, the reality of male and female. Look, it's again, love is love is the same faulty circular logic as trans women are women. You don't define those things. If you don't define those things, then they don't actually mean anything. And they justify all kinds of craziness. If trans women 
are women, then yeah, these men who identify as the opposite sex should be in women's prisons. They should be swimming against girls in college. They should be going in to a bathroom, even though there's a six-year-old girl in the stall next to them. They should be doing all of the things that women and girls get to do. The teenage boy should be able to go into the girl's bathroom or locker room and be around a bunch of naked 12-year-old girls, even if he's attracted to, even if he's uh, attracted to the girls, if trans women are women, so-called. But if trans women are not actually women, if so-called trans women are men, if they are boys, well, then they should still have distinctions. And it's the same thing with love is love. If love is really love, then there should be no boundaries whatsoever on any two people, any three people, any five people. Not just having a relationship, but being married and being sexually involved. If quote unquote love is love, and if it can be defined by whomever, defined by the person who feels it, who says that they feel it, well, then anything goes. But these things have actual definitions. And that's why it's such a gift that we as Christians do have the word of God who knows better. He always knows better. That he defines male and female for us in the very first chapter of the first book of the Bible. That he defines love for us in 1 John 4, 8, that God is love. And if we want to know who God is, if we want to know his definitions, if we want to know his boundaries, if we want to know his rules, if we want to know what his love looks like, all we have to do is to read his word. So the God who made us male and female, who made marriage between one man and one woman also is love. So disagreeing with him, going outside of his boundaries, definitions, or rules is by definition unloving. Look, you're going to hear over and over again, Christian, especially over the next month, that you are being unloving by not celebrating all of this, that you are being unkind, that you're a bigot, that you're unempathetic. Look, that is emotional extortion. You serve a God who is love. Let me read you just this one verse that we read yesterday in, um, in church. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So you have the, not just the responsibility, Christian, to represent truth in all that you think, say, and do to share the gospel every single where every single place you go but you also have the right to do that you have the right to stand firm you have the right to speak truth you have the right to not waver why because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ Christ is bigger than target Christ is bigger than any of these corporations Christ is bigger than the federal government Christ is bigger than any entity that tries to tell you something is true when it's not. It's bigger than any law. It's bigger than any social media policy. It's bigger than any algorithm. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. And Christ rules over us. He tells us what to do. He defines male and female. He defines right and wrong. He defines love and hate. So we walk and we talk in accordance to his word, period. That should give us so much courage. And behold, he is with us always to the end of the age. Yes, even in this dark world. Just to bring it all back to the beginning of this episode, I mean, there could come a time when the entire country is like California. I hope not. I think there's some good legislation that's being passed in the way of truth and virtue and all of that. Um, But the fact of the matter is, is that all of us, whether we live in California, whether we live in Arkansas, whether you live in Oklahoma, Florida, whatever, like you are all light in the darkness. Don't let the cultural Christianity that may or may not be around you trick you into thinking that you cannot be a light, that you can't distinguish yourself by living in truth. Look, Uh, The Bible Belt, the South, really puts a lot of emphasis on politeness and just being nice to people, not ruffling any feathers. And, you know, the 
most that you may hear in the way of the gospel is bless your heart. Look, we're called to more than that. We're called to higher than that. We're called to hard things. And that is telling the truth in the midst of this depraved culture that we live in now. All right, let me tell you about our last sponsor and then I'll end on some final announcements. That is Birch Gold. Okay, things are unstable. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, the economy is crazy. Things really aren't less turbulent than they were like a year, a couple of years ago. So you just need to make sure that your savings are secure and hard assets can ensure that for you particularly gold. You can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket for that. If you want to learn more about it, there's no obligation to get an info kit. Just text Allie to 989-898 for your free info kit, and then they will guide you through the entire process. If you have any questions, they'll help you out. Text Allie to 989-898 to learn more. Text Allie to 989-898. All right, that's all I got for today. I knew it would probably be an hour plus. We actually had a whole other story that we wanted to talk about, but we'll have to get to it later this week. We'll talk about um, the immigration stuff that's, that's going on. Tomorrow, we were going to have a state representative from Florida come on and tell us about uh, the bill that she introduced that... Uh, allows the death penalty for child rapists in the state of Florida. Unfortunately, she had to reschedule. So hopefully we'll have her on because it's she's got an amazing um, story and why she had the courage to do this. I'm very thankful for the justice that she has helped enact in the state of Florida when it comes to that. Um, but we've got a lot of stuff to get into, but we have some probably open spaces where we haven't decided exactly what we're going to talk about. And so if you've got recommendations that you would like us to discuss this week, please let us know. I think it's Wednesday that we'll be talking about all the immigration stuff, but Tuesday, Thursday, we have some openings. So just let me let me know what you guys want to hear about. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this podcast, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. That'll help us out a lot. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already, and I will see you guys back here tomorrow. 